So when you think about that investment piece with relationship repair, do you think that plays into for partners who have more investment in a relationship, having more tolerance for waiting a little bit longer for the addict to bring them this information after they processed it? Or if they're less invested, they have less tolerance for that kind of that time space. I I do. I guess I still would want to know. I mean, I, I could think of plenty of partners who would say to me or say, yeah, I'm very invested, but my couples therapy, you know, he was lying through couples therapy for a couple of years. Um, I've had friends who knew about this, who betrayed me. Um, you know, uh, my, my therapist said it's, you know, gave me this advice that was really terrible. And I, so I'm now I'm here trying to do this with you. I, I, I'm invested in this process, but I don't know that I trust you yet. I've been, you know, wounded and traumatized by the treatment system. I on it. And I also don't know what, what this relation, what is this relationship? What am I invested in? I'm not really sure what I'm dealing with yet. Who is this person that I'm with and that, that I thought I married 30 years ago that I'm just finding this stuff about. So I can see that stuff. Like what, I guess, what does investment mean? Yeah. I'm invested, but I'm, I've been traumatized. I'm trying to figure out which way is up right now. Yeah. So I, yes. So I think it's also where, where they are in the recovery. So where, if he's had a lot of slips, relapses, and, you know, she's had, she keeps on having to wait 48 hours and 48 hours. And for, I, you know, I, you know, putting oh, it right. If this is chronic, it's not a one-time yeah, thing. Like, if this right, is exactly. every other week, you're doing the same thing. Right, right. So um, it's how often are the slips or relapses happening? What stage of recovery are they in? So, um, so I, you know, I'm thinking more about if there's a slip or relapse that it has to happen. The, the disclosure to the partner has to happen very, very quickly. And the reason that I say that is, but I hear Tim's point too, that it needs to be very careful and it has to be um, with uh, with all the information, appropriate information done well, I hear that. Um, and I've just seen too many addicts where if they're giving too much time, they start saying, you know, I don't know, was it a relapse or was it a slip? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't even a slip. Wait, let me go back to my circles again. Let me wait. No, you know, I don't think it was in my inner circle. It's probably middle circle. I don't need to share. And so this sort of, I call it the slip and slide, you know, they're kind of, <laughs> they, they kind of start the, their, the, the thoughts start manipulating and it's out of shame. I'm, I'm sure shame, maybe fear. Um, a lot of spouses, uh, partners get very, very angry if there's a slippery relapse, understandably so. And can we say that many, many addicts are conflict avoidant? Um, so that's uh, also so coming from an idea or a place that the addict is doing this in isolation and they're letting their own denial process run in their head as opposed to consulting with other people. And again, it's that not just anybody in the recovery community, it's the people that are really going to give them quality guidance in the recovery community who are going to be able to see through their bullshit mm -hmm. and, 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 and move through, move past that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Gottman used the word investment. I, I, I think what you guys are saying is absolutely accurate. Trust gets into that patterns gets into that trauma and where the partner is in their own trauma healing or the addict at his trauma, you know, the, the, the trust in the community 
to actually provide guidance. I mean, there's a lot of things that play into how tolerant somebody would be and how how quickly I need this information versus I trust that you're going to get this to me in a respectful way. Which I think is a really good point. It makes me, it kind of inspires me. I I, I always, I think I took this for granted that I, I, I provide a confidential safe service and that's really important invest, you know, uh, investment that I have in the process. But I have people coming in that may already not trust me because of their previous experiences and they've, they've, they're coming after betrayal. So why would they trust me? So I guess it, it just makes me, inspires me to be even more trustworthy in my process, be a safer sport for, make sure the partner feels safe that I, I really do have their best interest. And, and that doesn't just come right away. That can I take, take time, take whatever time you need to, to kind of show that. And I can demonstrate hopefully trustworthiness over time. But I think I just, it inspires me. I think as a professional, I hope any of us as a professional to really be that safe space and that will build trust so that the partner can, oh, I can trust this process with you because I know I know Tim's got my back. I know Dan, you know, we're, we're doing this work that this is, we're, we're really trying to help restore or help. If, even if I'm working with the addict, I'm always thinking of the partner. What's their experience? What's the impact of this? What, what might they be experiencing? What's going to help their harm? And so I'm always thinking of that. Um, I think that we need to do that from this work. 